Special shout out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. You can also support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Adrienne Haslett, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 223 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to this show. We're so glad to be running, eating, and Drinking with you again in the Runcation Nation. Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like we're getting back to, you know, back to normal, I guess. Back to normal. We're getting back into the, we're really into the training swing now. Yes, it's a training week for us. And getting to share the Mm -hmm. ups and the downs and the trials and tribulations of training for a big run coming up, I think is really what this show is one of the roots themes or topics of the show and it's nice to get back to that yeah so this week we had a monster of a training run and a heroic training run a monster of a distance at a heroic segment of it let's call it that or a segment in honor of an anti-hero yeah, yeah. This is going to be a a little bit of a callback for us yes. because we had a 13-mile training run this weekend. We did indeed. And we decided to make it a little bit special, and we decided to create a, a very impromptu last-minute local runcation yeah. for ourselves. And in doing so, we decided to incorporate as a subset or a portion of that run, a virtual 5K from our friends at Metal Chasers. Yeah. And Bill and is, Christina. This is us finishing up or start working on finishing up the anti-hero series that they mm-hmm. did, uh, yeah. which celebrates a number of the darker heroes from the Marvel Universe. That you just love. I am a fan. And this, this one we did is called the Now It's My Turn 5K from Metal Chasers Antihero Series, and this medal celebrates none other than Wolverine. So we'll talk about that this week. And while we were making it a little local runcation, if you will, 
Then we stopped off at a location that is, I would say, a hidden gem on the road. It is. And it's a place I was actually surprised when we got to talking that we hadn't covered it before. Mm. And sometimes we get into great conversations with the Runcation Nation on our live streams and in your coffee chats. And I, I'm thinking we may have brought it up in Maybe there then. at some point, but we've never had it on an episode. It surprises me too. And I had to stop and think and go and to runningdrink.net and search and it just... And make sure. Yeah. And to double check ourselves. And we're talking about a little spot in Tampa, Florida called Pint and Brew. Mm-hmm. The Pint and Brew. The. And what the a pint and great place for some delicious comfort food. Mm. I know. You're like, she's, you're looking at photos and you're thinking about it already. Well, our weather lately has been really rainy unrelentingly so unrelenting and i'm thinking of the people who are trying to make it through the the flooding that we've heard about in the news and i just it's been awful for some parts of the country it has between the heat in some places that's been dangerous Mm -hmm. and then the flooding that you're talking about absolutely yeah as bad as it's been for us we're we're lucky we're lucky but it's been not great running weather It's been comfort food weather, like you want to stay inside, you want to stay safe from the rain and thunderstorms, and you just want to snuggle with dogs and have some classics from childhood or just uh, that warm your soul. And these are the types of foods we're talking about from Pint and Brew. And we're mm. going to bring you some of those on this week's episode. And then finally, for drinks, the, it's in the name. It's Pint and Brew. Mm-hmm. And we've had a couple of pints from Pint and Brew. And we're going to talk about some of the offerings <sighs> that they had to go with that amazing comfort food as well for our drink oh, segment. So. so- Uh, Buckle up. We're going to be talking about training and running, eating, and drinking as we are on the road prepping for our next big destination race. But before we get to all of that, you've got some shout outs. Oh, the Runcation Nation has been busy. We do. I am telling you. This past weekend, it was a three day weekend for. Many. Well, yes. In fact, this episode is being released a little bit late because we had the holiday weekend and we were traveling. Yeah. And then on top of that, once we got back here, whenever you have a long weekend, the rest of life doesn't care that you had a long weekend. It just keeps going. It does. (laughs) But a lot of you out there got some amazing opportunities for some running. And let's talk about that. So patron of the show Dean Gerber and his wife, Judy, they they were out there running this weekend. He did a marathon. Yeah. A marathon. He said, I believe his social media posts were no frills. No frills. And he had running friends who came in and paced and cheered and had signs. And Yeah, that was really was, cool. I love that. I love seeing that. Fellow runners supporting each other. So congratulations, Dean. Yes. Well done. 
I, I was very happy to see that, especially he, it was here in Florida mm-hmm. and the temperatures here, we're talking about the heat, well, are climbing into the triple digit heat in uh, indices all over the state. Humidity. We also want to congratulate Runcation Nation member Andy Davison, who yes. resumed running by jumping in to the Jeff Galloway run, walk, run method. I know that she had taken some time off from running and was looking to get her mojo back and get back to it. And I was so thrilled to see her post in our Facebook group and seeing the look on her face and being proud of herself for getting back to it. And we're proud of you. It is Andy. It's, it's tough. When you have to restart after injury or illness or just life events and things that take you away from the running and when you come back, it feels good to get back out there. It feels good to see members of the Runcation Nation out there. It does. So, Andy, applause to you. And to JoJo and Don, you're completing some serious mileage out there. In your training plans, JoJo is getting ready for her Detroit Free Press Half Marathon that she'll run for St. Jude. And Dawn is training to run the Dopey Challenge with her daughter. It's just great to see their posts. And Dawn's smile is always so in, just inviting and contagious or infectious. Just you can't help it. She's so positive and she just, she looks like, yeah, I did it. It's me. Dopey training. Check, check, check. <laughs> check, check, check. That's true. And I know she's combating some heat and humidity oh. over there in Louisiana Ooh. as well. Yes. And Dawn and, or, I'm sorry, and JoJo in Alabama. Oh, yeah. They're, they're both. Well, I think that she was trying to get it done in between those rain, those bouts of rain we mm-hmm. were talking about in the South. Yeah. So. Now, also, Tom Stover, friend of ours, friend of the show, and fellow yes. podcaster from the Will Run For podcast, mm-hmm. ran the Charles Street 12 miler. And we sure do wish we could see you at Burden Hand, and we wish you much luck there. I. I can't wait to get there next year. I know. We've got to do it. I know. I. I we are disappointed that yeah. we're having to miss that one, and that 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 is. One that we were, we started to talk up and talk a lot about and get real charged up for, and then things fell through for for that one. So next year, 2023. Yeah, that'll be the year. And best of luck to Susie Beck, who is on her way or already in Montana. Yes. For a half marathon. And she's got a report back to us. Let us know. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the Bozeman half, isn't it? Is it the Bozeman? Oh, stand by. For some reason, I was thinking it was Missoula, but I could be totally wrong. But what I noticed... Stand um, by, and I'll check the actual document that she started for us in the Runcation Nation Facebook group. That's true. We do. We have a group document in there that (laughs) members of the group can actually add their races to. This does a couple things. It lets us... Number one, it lets us know what you guys are running. Number two, it also gives fellow members of the Facebook group an opportunity to get some ideas for races. Best of luck, Susie. I know travel out there when you're heading out west and you got time change differences and uh, that one's going to be great. I'm excited for you. 
It is the Bozeman. Oh, okay. I don't yes. know what I was thinking. I was thinking Missoula. I, Didn't somebody in the Runcation Nation do that this past year? Probably. Probably. <laughs> so, I know that's another one that we were looking at and had the hardest. Or maybe it's because we were thinking of it and discussing it. Well, doing it or looking at it or I know when we, were, when we were looking, the hard part was trying to find a local flight to get there. <sighs> yeah, for some, it can be... Can't yeah. get there from here. It can be challenging. <laughs> so the the travel yeah, at any rate, it certainly can. Susie, report back to us on running, eating, and drinking out there. Indeed, know it'll be a good time oh, for yeah. you. Yeah, and Harry. Listen, for anyone who would like a shout out on the show, please don't forget to send them to us, whether you want one for yourself or you know somebody in the Runcation Nation who deserves one. We do our best to collect shout outs throughout the week. But it doesn't hurt if you send them our way. Shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or leave us a message at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Let's talk running. Our own running. Our own running. Well, we mentioned Jeff Galloway a minute ago. And you and I are in the midst of a Jeff Galloway training program. We are logging mileage now at our race distance we're training for our next big race which is going to be the rock and roll half marathon in clearwater florida the inaugural the inaugural yeah Mm. i can't wait to get that inaugural medal i'm very nervous jeff galloway is our coach america's coach and he believes in you pushing your runner's wall out by running beyond the distance of race day Yes. So we're getting there. Well, we're, I think our, not this coming week, but the next week. Mm-hmm. We, Cause it's every other week, every other week. Mm-hmm. So I think we're looking at 16 miles at that point. No, I think so. Really? Something like that. It's mm. up there. It's over 13. Yes. So we had our 13 miler this past weekend and it was a long weekend and we were just talking and we're like, you know, we got this time off. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go? Why don't we go do something? And we also have this virtual 5K from our friends over at Metal Chasers that we yeah. still haven't earned. Mm-hmm. So we could kill two birds with one stone. We could do a total of 13 miles. Mm-hmm. We could roll in this virtual 5K. Yeah. And we could go somewhere and do it, not in the neighborhood, not in town. Change the scenery. Change it up. Yeah. So we did a quick day trip up to Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Stayed a property adjacent <laughs> at a hotel that we tend to gravitate towards over there, which mm. was this time on the Bonnet Creek property was the Waldorf Astoria for us. We oh, so nice. We love the Hilton Bonnet Creek, over mm-hmm. there, now called the Signy. We got a good deal, so we were able to go and enjoy that. But we decided to get up early in the morning, go drive there, and log our miles mm-hmm. over on the Disney property. Because mm-hmm. why not? Got two of our, at and between two of our favorite parks, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival was going on there. And Hollywood Studios is always a good time. It is, and there's a great running path between the two, which gives you a nice water view to mm-hmm. enjoy the boats. And it just gives us time also on the course for our next race weekend 
in November up there. After the inaugural rock and roll, we'll be back mm-hmm. up there in Orlando. Yeah, for yeah. the uh, Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. So it gave us some time to do some really great visualization, positive images of successfully completing mileage. And it also lets us do part of our training runs on part of the actual race course, because Mm -hmm. that course will run us along this exact path that we took Mm -hmm. between Hollywood studios and Epcot and around the boardwalk Mm. and the boardwalk resorts area. That water is so pretty. And what a great place to be able to get some mileage in. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't know. Why don't you start? Talk a little bit about kind of the tactic and plan and what we were doing and all that. And then we'll talk about the metal and the virtual. Jeff Galloway says, endurance is the key when you think about the long run and what you're building there. It's you work on every other weekend, you work on speed or a maintenance run that's shorter And then in these long distances that, yes, the long run is key, but you can go as slow as you need to. And the distance is the goal. Yeah, it's total distance traveled, total time on your feet. Mm -hmm. So 13 miles. And it was, I wouldn't say it was super slow. We kept it moving. Oh, yeah. We sure did. We kept it moving. But at the same time, it wasn't, here's race pace, or we're doing, you know, race pace segments, anything like that. It was the change of scenery and getting the endurance in. That was the goal. Yeah. And we also took this opportunity, since our plan was to do the last 3.1 miles of this 13.1 that we were going to do, we broke it into smaller 5Ks. Mm Mm-hmm. Or in 5K segments, really, it's four 5Ks plus one mile mm-hmm. is what we end up doing. Yeah. And it was funny. We would start out in the parking lot. We're out, out in the back 40 in the parking lot of Hollywood Studios is where we parked our vehicle. We brought with us a bunch of hydration. We had mm-hmm. you know bottled water in the car. We had SOS, which mm-hmm. was we we're still testing out SOS for hydration and seeing how, how that works for us. And we would head into the park. We'd do a lap at the park. We'd mm. come out of the park. We'd go in between the two parks and then back out to the car. And that ended up being a 5K mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And then we'd do the 5K. We'd re-up on water. And then as we're heading back into the park for 5K number two, we'd maybe hit a potty stop. Mm-hmm. And having the opportunity to do that was Mm. cool. Having clean, secure bathrooms. Yes. And and being able to, like, if you needed one somewhere else along the course, Mm -hmm. you could because you have the ones in the parks. Yeah. It was good. I, it was humid and hot. Yeah. We started right at sunrise and we, when we finished, sun was up and, I think the heat index was 104 to 107. It was. It was warm. Jeff always says to slow down in terms of warmer temperatures. So that is what we did. And I think this was good for us for two reasons. One, Mm. the race that's coming up in Clearwater, Mm. coastal town, it's going to be humid. Yes. And it's also going to be in a warmer part of the year for us. So Mm -hmm. 
doing some heat acclimation is always a good thing. Yeah. The Disney races are always more humid than people think, regardless of the time of year they're going to be. You you can never tell. You never, well, uh, I would go a step further and say you can never count and it's not going to be humid because that property is basically built on a swamp. Even the <laughs> nighttime races mm, yes. can be oppressively humid there. Very true. November, this is the, the race is going to be in early November. We really don't tend to get Florida winter until end of November. Mm. So it can fair. still be pretty warm. That's fair. That early in in November. So Mm -hmm. this, I think, is prepping us for some really good success for the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend as well. I certainly hope so. Because of that. And in the end, we got to have a medal. We did. So the last 5K of the day, we ended up choosing to do that as our virtual 5K from Metal Chasers. Because, of course... Bill and Christina, they are patrons of the show, but we were Metal Chasers fans long before they became patrons of the show. Yeah. They helped us stay moving during the pandemic. They really satisfy my need for awesome bling because I am bling driven when it comes to races (laughs) and I am a sucker for science fiction, fantasy, and comic books. And the fact that they did this series. That supports Shriners Hospital for Children. Which is also amazing. Right. So not only do I get awesome bling, we're supporting an amazing charity. This is the Now It's My Turn 5K. And this is a... Virtual 5K inspired by many people's favorite Canadian superhero. Canadian. Yes. You you have clarified now. I could say some might refer to him as Weapon X. Some might refer to him as Logan. This is Wolverine. And this medal is phenomenal. Yeah. They... Did a, a callback to some of the classic Wolverine elements. The, Of course, you get a spinner metal, which is great. But it's not the spinner. It doesn't spin vertically. It spins like a clock. Like a clock. Like a clock. Yeah. And it's in classic Wolverine colors of mm-hmm. black and yellow. Yeah. And then. On the back of the metal, it's baked into the structure. You have, yeah. you have an X, so mm-hmm. it's a nod to him being one of uh, the early X-Men characters. Yeah. And the metal is really his mask, which is not something that you really see in the, in the Sony X-Men movies. They really only at one point had a, yeah. I want to say it was just the, a camera passing by hit comic accurate mask and they never actually have him in it in the Sony movies. Mm. The, and then of course it's, so it's his mask and his claws crossed. So it's a cool looking metal, a tortured anti-hero. Oh, very much so. Now I do think that's one thing that the movies got very right in their portrayal. Of course you had amazing casting. Yeah. Hugh Jackman, Grew into that role, and it's really funny if you go back and watch the original X-Men movie, the very first one. Which I haven't in so long. Most people forget that when Hugh Jackman took on that role, he was a newcomer 
and that was a breakout role for him. He really didn't start hitting the gym and really training to bulk up to really look like the a more comic accurate version of Wolverine until later on. Mm. And the difference is night and day. Mm. But his gym routines are actually part of the reason he's said that he's done with the role. Because he doesn't want to go to the gym anymore? There's only so much chicken and broccoli you can eat, he said. Really? A, yeah, in a, Did you really say in, in one of his interviews, because you know, he's eating thousands of calories a day. It's all lean protein and steamed vegetables. And I think eight hours a day in the gym. Just, wow. yeah, and just killing it. He looks great. But uh, yeah, I think he's like, I'm getting older. <laughs> so. I want to enjoy the simplicity of pizza. Exactly. And I think he's earned, he's a earned a slice. They did an amazing job with this medal. Ah, now, metal it's my, now it's my turn is always one of his taglines from the comics. When he's in a fight and the villain gets a shot in and maybe knocks him for a loop, that mutant healing factor of his lets him bounce back very quickly. And then he gets back into the fight and goes into a berserker rage and unleashes you know, mm. what he's going to do to them. And it's usually a bad day for the person on the receiving end. So a, an amazing job with the metal, a nice nod to the original black and yellow costume. Mm. I love that they carry it through on the, these super high quality bibs. I always brag yes, about their bibs. I know. The Tyvek material, If the these are great because they resist sweat. If you get rained on, it doesn't matter. They don't tear easily. They really don't tear easily. No. And they've got just great graphics on them. Everything's color All around, the entire package is just awesome. Sorry, I gushed on that one. I didn't mean to. No, <laughs> why shouldn't you? And I will tell you right now, even though this one is not on the website anymore, there are so many that you can take advantage of, not necessarily superheroes but there are some star wars ones out there right now and some that have nothing to do with any comic books or movies whatsoever no and to be clear they really do have so many different genres like of there's one for, virtuals for halloween coming up there's run it for marty run it for marty and you know what that is a reference to on their website right what is it that is a reference to Back to the Future. This is the sport. Gray's Sports Almanac is the actual medal. And this is the book the medal. that Biff goes and sends back to himself in Back to the Future 3. Is that right? I'm going to say it's three. I don't know. And he ends up making the sports remember. bets to... I remember him sending it back to himself, yeah, but I don't remember which one it was. To become a multimillionaire. And of course, it's got a Back to the Future themed bib as well. Yeah. So again, that's just one of many examples that they've got on their site. Mm -hmm. And you just got to check these guys out. They do such cool medals. Mm -hmm. So we'll link to them in the show notes because as part of our fifth anniversary celebration, a discount code is still live with them, which is Runcation15, getting 15% 15 off any order on the website. So we thank Bill and Christina for that. And you should check out some of their great virtual races. Indeed. Let's talk to food because oh, yeah. all that running did make us hungry. Oh. But- 
Yes. This week is not about eating at Disney, even no. though food and wine is going on. Of course. I think it's important if you're coming to Central Florida to, a lot of people don't realize when they maybe come down to Orlando that you're only a very quick hop, skip, and a jump down I-4, traffic depending, Yeah, to Tampa. It's about, it, it's a little over an hour, between an hour and an hour and a half. I was hearing on another podcast about the debate of, well, maybe I can fly into MCO or a smaller airport in the Orlando area, or maybe I could get a better deal and fly into Tampa, yep. see some of the sites there, and then head over to Orlando for run Disney events. A lot what of people do that. Yeah. And that's a good tip is when you are, if you are looking at coming down to that area, look at both airports. You may also have better availability for rental cars mm -hmm. at one versus the other. Yeah. And I think that was the crux of the debate and discussion on that show is like where if I fly into a smaller airport, where, how am I going to get a rental? Mm. Yeah. The Tampa, Tampa International Airport. That's, that's a good hub for flying in to maybe save on f uh, a little bit of dough on a flight. Oh, sure. And, having access to more rental cars, but also seeing some of the best of Florida. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're in Tampa, you're an hour and a half to two hours away from darn near everything. Yeah. In central Florida. And Tampa is near and dear to our hearts. We are ambassadors for the Gasparilla distance classic for 2023, which we'll be talking about more later on. And if you finish your Gasparilla races and you want to indulge in some just comfort food classics and some just great brews, the Pint and Brew in Tampa is a great place to go. Yeah, and we stopped off in Tampa on the way back home because if you're if you're Going to be driving right past it, which we were, mm. right right down the interstate. It was just yeah. it's literally like 10 minutes off the interstate for us. We were able to stop in over at the Pint and Brew mm. and get some of our absolute favorites. What this place is really known for, and what would you say? That, what are the two things they're really known for? Grilled cheese. And? Soup. Yeah. Tomato soup. Specifically. And they have several grilled cheese options on their menu and some of the best tomato soup you can ask for, but they have a number of Ugh. other things as well. And we got a few things. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that because uh, oh, you've got this in the episode artwork. I do have some of the, well, some, to be fair, I was like, just take the picture so we can eat it. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'm hungry. But well, we did start with just a, which is in the episode artwork, the burrata and prosciutto salad. Yeah. Because they do have a salad and it had the burrata cheese, the thinly sliced prosciutto di parma, arugula, heirloom tomatoes that were just gorgeous, dollop of pesto and a balsamic drizzle. I love burrata. Mm. Uh, burrata's of course a, so you know, refreshing it's a soft mozzarella you get this big honking ball of mozzarella and usually when you cut into it it's softer on the interior almost spreadable mm. and <sighs> every component of this by itself is great 
Yeah, the saltiness of the the prosciutto. The it, you could wrap my spare so tire in prosciutto good. and it would taste good. Yeah, but you can get the perfect bite here too. And it's all it's laid out beautifully on the plate with the pesto on the side and the balsamic drizzle across the cheese. Oh, it's just you have some of the meat and then you get some of the cheese and the balsamic and then the beautiful there were some gorgeous yellow tomatoes and that peppery arugula i, say, I love arugula oh and it's nature's own pepper and i'm also a sucker for pesto oh. i love the basil and the combination of basil pine nuts and parmesan so and, and olive oil You're, that's so you know, good the, well that that's a fruitiness it I is feel like. it's so good yeah. and everything was fresh just so incredible. And what a great way to start the meal. And at the restaurant, you just, you see them make everything. Mm -hmm. You can sit at the bar and there are seats away from the bar and tables where a high television. Tables behind us. High top tables where televisions are and usually sporting events or let's say if the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing or the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers or the or, Rays. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see all that, but you can also sit at the bar and you can see them make this and just the aroma of everything that they are making is tremendous. And if no other entree or sandwich or anything that you order, if you order their comfort grill cheese... Which is basically, this is it's, their table stakes offering, right? This yes. is the This is like the entry level. Like if you know how we have talked about on the show, when you go to a pizza joint, you really want to get their pepperoni pizza to see how everything else is going to be. Like you, that is your yardstick, your measuring stick. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the one that you need to get is... Well, there's a lot you need to get, but if you just want to judge the entire experience on their signature dish, mm -hmm. then the comfort grilled cheese with the tomato soup dipper, then it's just American cheese. It's local sourdough bread, but there's a garlic butter that they put on the bread. Yes. No matter the sandwich. Yeah, that is their... It's their secret uh, ingredient. They mm. use garlic butter to butter the exterior of the bread, and then it goes onto a panini press. So good. And the, you could smell that garlic you can. butter everywhere. When you walk in, in yeah, that hits you, and you're like, oh, this uh, place smells amazing. And you're watching these guys, they're cranking out soup and sandwiches all day, all, all night, night long. No, no matter where you are, because you can do late night there. Yes. Which is it, how we first discovered them. Mm -hmm. We first had them a couple of years ago flying back from Alaska. And we got in late and we were staying at the, we decided to stay overnight in Tampa instead of trying to drive back after 12 plus hours in an airplane. Ooh. And we booked a room at the, at the Hilton downtown Tampa right across the street. It's mm. literally walking distance. Mm, and like 10 steps, uh, something, something like that. I don't know. And we tried it for the first mm. time and fell. In, and that's why I thought we'd had them on the show before. So good. So good. So they, they, they get the, the comfort grilled cheese. And the prices are reasonable too. They're very well priced, yeah. but you mentioned their tomato soup. Oh, their other item that they're really known for is their tomato soup. And this is a, creamy tomato almost a tomato bisque 
but it does have... It's listed as a bisque on their menu. Okay. Yeah. And it has... It's a, a creamy consistency, but it's mm-hmm. got... They, and they leave just enough of the... Texture. Texture of the, the tomato, tomato in mm-hmm. there to give you a little something. Yeah. But it's a spicy tomato soup. And they make it fresh there. So some nights, it's a little less. Some nights... There's a little more spice. Yes, in fact, the last the like the last time that we and went there, or the you. time yeah. before, they were like, "Hey, just so you know, we were a little heavy-handed on the spice in this, and let us know if it's okay." And yeah, it, which it totally was. Uh huh. But oh, so so good, and dipping that sandwich mm. into that, so good because they call it a dipper. Well, really, they have dipper, and then you can get a you can get a larger portion. I was gonna though, say so. you can get a whole bowl. Mm-hmm. You could get a dip. You could get like the. It's just so good, so good. But so good. They also have specialty grilled cheeses. Yes. Let's talk about yours. Well, okay. So yes, we've had the comfort food classic grilled cheese, mm-hmm. but they also have a jalapeno popper grilled cheese, which is fresh jalapeno, cream cheese which is the way a jalapeno popper should be, in my opinion. Oh, you're... I'm just getting off my there may be soapbox some, This now. may be fighting words, and if you are... Really? In, not with me. For you? Oh. With members of the Runcation okay. Nations. All right. I was some like, of our listeners out there may be in the yellow cheese there. camp. Well... And if you are... I'm not going to turn down a popper. Okay. True. But... If you are in the yellow cheese camp and not the cream cheese camp, let us know. Tell us why you're wrong at info <laughs> at runeatdrink.net. Leave us a voicemail at 941-677-2733. Exactly. Is it like the cilantro thing too? All right. So on the ingredients for sorry. my jalapeno popper grilled cheese. Sorry, I got onto a tangent. Our fresh jalapeno cream cheese, applewood smoked bacon, and cheddar cheese. But the overriding cheese is, is cream cheese in the sandwich. The cheddar is just I'm the, just going to tell you. I think they use the cheddar for just the to kind of glue everything to the bread. Yeah. And for the pull factor and all that. And they're all served with kettle chips. Which, all of them. Which are also glorious to dip in that tomato soup. Oh, yeah. Mm. 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 I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm. This. You let me have a bite of this. This is ridiculous. It wasn't super spicy. I didn't ask them if they de-seed those jalapenos they did but they did it wasn't super spicy it was just it was mm, i don't think it was much hotter than like a bell i I don't know a bell pepper maybe 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 a little the soup had a little kick so i don't know what i don't know which was hotter but it wasn't unpleasant at all it wasn't it i really didn't get a whole kick out of it the more i got just like that waxy texture Mm -hmm. of the pepper of the pepper and the cream cheese just like the tang and the bacon is the smokiness, of course, and the buttery garlic bread that's griddled is just so, so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Sorry. No. So passionate no. about that. It's, I just. <sighs> that no sandwich ends. is ridiculous. No matter the grilled cheese there, it's just. 
so comforting. And this was a jalapeno popper in grilled cheese form, which was perfect. Perfect. What about yours? Well, I went a totally different route because whenever I'm in Tampa, at some point, if we're there for a couple of days, at some point, I tend to find my way to a Cuban bakery, a Cuban restaurant. Something Cuban. Maybe someplace like the Columbia that we've Mm. talked about on previous episodes that has one of my all-time favorites, the the sandwich that was invented in Tampa. And Mm -hmm. that is also a point of historical contention for some. But again, you can feel free to let us know why you were wrong by emailing us or calling <laughs> Why you were wrong again. But the Tampa, the Cuban sandwich, it's recognized, incorporates elements that were of culinary elements that were a combination of what Cuban workers brought. And then the mixture of the ham that they, the ham oh. and the pulled pork. And then the classic Cuban, of course, with the influence of the Italians added the salami to it. Now, they had a sandwich here Mm -hmm. at Pint and Brew called the Tampa Cuban. Yeah. So this is not going to be a full Cuban sandwich, but it's an homage. An homage to the Tampa Cuban. Yeah. So they use honey ham, baby Swiss cheese, mojo pulled pork, Mm. and dill pickle with Dijon aioli on local sourdough bread. Let me tell you, this is not going to be a sandwich that you go, oh, this is a Cuban sandwich, but it has everything you could want to give you the high notes of a Mm. wonderful Cuban sandwich all on an amazing grilled cheese sandwich. So Mm. you have the honey ham, which gives you a little bit of sweet and a little bit of salt. Yeah. And it's thinly sliced honey ham. The baby Swiss cheese, that the baby Swiss has such a mild flavor profile, a little bit of nuttiness and a little bit of just a hint of a tang, but it's on the back end, Mm. but it's mostly like a nuttiness. The mojo spiced pulled pork, classic Cuban sandwich, of course, has roast pork on it. This is the nod to that. And this is Mojo pulled pork. Mojo spice gives you a lot of those classic Cuban flavors. Mm. Cuban food is not typically spicy, but it is very flavorful. Mm. And mojo is just garlic and lime and parsley and cilantro and salt and pepper. And you've got the pulled pork with that mojo. And that pulled pork gives you that unctuous meatiness Mm. along with all those spices and those flavors but then the hit of dill pickle for that sharp acid and the dijon aioli is where they go off a little off the beaten path because the traditional cuban sandwich is yellow mustard instead of dijon but that's okay because you get a nice creamy bite with that dijon aioli And again, that local sourdough that they cook it on is nice and crusty because they do the panini press thing. So everything's melted together. And this is, while not a traditional Cuban sandwich, it is such a great nod to it in grilled cheese 
form. Oh, I loved the yeah. mojo pork. And you know how hard I am on Cuban sandwiches. Well, that's because you were born and raised in Tampa and you had. That. I have an expectation. You do. <laughs> you you do. And but this place, it was just so delicious. It is. And all of the sandwiches. And we have been there multiple times and had different sandwiches. And every time it's just right. It really is. It really is. Whether you're looking for a bite for lunch in the afternoon, or if you've had maybe a late evening, you're going and taking in Ybor City, and you're looking for some late night dining, or if you're there for, like you said, a raise game, and you want to get some food either before or after the game, the Pint and Brew is a place that you absolutely should check out. Mm -hmm. It is right in the heart of downtown Tampa. I location's great. The folks that work there are always so much fun to talk to and personable. And we can't say enough good about it. Friendly. You can try. Uh, they're just, ugh, okay. We, I have to, we have to get to the, we have to get to the beverage portion because there's more to say. There is. But <laughs> before we do that, listen, we want to say thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. You have enabled us to improve our equipment to make the show even better. Can't even believe that we are in the sixth year. We are. It's crazy. We've been able to get new brand new mics this year and tripods for our on location recording, a new mixer to hopefully make everything sound better mm. in every show. And that's all because of your support. If you're a patron, thank you. If not, and you want bonus content like behind the scenes footage, that may give you a good laugh <laughs> at my expense or or yours or mine or ours. Then check out patreon.com slash runny drink podcast or tap the button right in the Podbean app. All the same levels, all the same perks. The show is always going to be free, but if you want even more, join us. Check out the different levels and become a patron today. As always, thank you to everybody who supports the running drink podcast. Now, can we just talk about their beer? Let's, oh, let's talk because that is one thing that really, attra it attracted our attention and it kept us coming back for beverages mm -hmm. because they have something, I forget what the total number of beers that they do 20, there. 20, what, stand by, have a picture. Amy's got a photo. Their beer board is huge. Yes, I was right, 28. 28 different taps. Yeah. And that's what we photographed. They love featuring just some interesting beers. They have a lot of stuff that's very local, a lot of stuff that's regional, mm -hmm. and some items that are craft but popular and they, the occasional thing that's craft and unheard of there were three huge chalkboards right above where they were making our amazing salad soup and grilled cheese mm. and they're very kind they'll let you taste things before you commit yes the staff is very knowledgeable on the beers as well they are, again, we have nothing but great things to say about them. Yeah. And do you want me to start with mine? Would you like to? Sure. I chose a beer from one of my favorite 
craft breweries, and that's Prairie Artisan Ales. Mm. We've talked about Prairie beers before here on the show. I want to say that we talked about Prairie Bomb, which is one of yeah. their their higher ABV stouts. Oh. We've also talked about their Pirate Bomb, which is that same stout but aged in rum barrels. They have a Birthday Bomb that is that stout, but it also has like vanilla and some other flavors to make it taste a little bit like birthday cake. They have several different beers, but that the their stout game's been very strong. Oh, yeah. I saw one on the menu <laughs> that attracted my attention because not only am I a Tampa boy, both of my parents are dyed in the wool Southerners. I was raised in very Southern traditions and Southern cooking growing up, and I saw something on the menu that caught my eye, which was a peach crumble sour ale. Oh, yes. A peach crumble sour ale. And from Prairie's website, the peach crumble sour ale with peach, pecan, vanilla, and cinnamon. And their text here says, everyone's favorite stone fruit, the peach, is obviously the star of the smooth and sour ale, but the vanilla, pecan, and cinnamon combine to lend the flavors of a crispy pastry crust to this beer. Mm. Take this one to all your summer picnics or the zoo. <laughs> and, say, or the zoo. and then it says, can you take a beer to the zoo? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> you probably can't. I do know that this is one of the most interesting beers I've had in a long time. Yeah. Because. I loved it. This. Yeah. This is a brownish, a light brown, hazy beer. Mm that they served in a tulip glass. And when they brought this thing out, the immediate smell on the nose of this beer is a peach crumble that's just come out of the oven. It was so weird. Mm. And I mean that in the best way possible. I was shocked at how the combination of vanilla and pecan and cinnamon did in fact give you the illusion Mm. that they basically took a peach crumble from grandma's baking dish and dumped it in the hopper when they were doing the brew. It smelled just like a peach crumble. It tasted just like a peach crumble. Mm. The tartness of this beer was not so sour. Some sours are just over the top. And I'm not, as a general rule... Too much pucker factor? Too much pucker factor Mm. for me in beer. And I don't find them all that enjoyable. This one was just enough. Yeah. And it was so good. You love peach. I do. I we I actually everything peach. And it's peach season. I buy peaches. I eat them like apples. I don't peel them. No. I wash them, eat them, fuzz and all, and nothing left but the pit. Yeah. That's very common for me. Mm. And this one clocks in at five point six ABV. So it's yeah. low enough in ABV to be somewhat sessionable. It wasn't too heavy, although I would say it was a medium bodied beer. But not a dessert beer. But no, not so sweet to be a dessert beer. Very pleasant. And I cannot recommend this one enough. You can find this one in cans wherever you're at. Try to get your hands on it. And they do sell this one in cans. And the can is so cute. The can is like a orange and black checker pattern. Mm -hmm. And then it's this peach crumble and it's like a character peach. It's like a cartoon character peach. Yeah. And it's part of their treat series, they say. Very cool. Now, you also. 
Yeah. Got a prairie beer. I did. And it was a sour. <laughs> Which, again, this is such a rare episode. Both of us picked the same style. Style. We picked the same style and we both picked a sour. And it's not the style that we know prairie artisanals for. So it was nice to see that they have this range and their stuff is always great. So yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, I expect it heavy, heavier hitters in terms of ABV. Oh yeah. From them with all of that, like you described the birthday bomb, just the prairie bomb itself. The, I think there's a Christmas bomb. Ooh. Yeah. Just, Heavy hitters, not have with dinner, not have with a burger, not have. No, those are definitely not sessionable. Those are definitely like dessert. No, no, no. Dessert beers, <laughs> one and done. Yeah. But these, though, even though they might have been just a little bit heavier in, in body than, say, sours we've had in the past, mm-hmm. still, I think you could have. A couple. It, like you said, they are both, they were served in tulip glasses. Mine, so it's, I think it's more sessionable than say they're heavy hitters. Oh, Far absolutely. Far absolutely. Away. So this one that I had, the sours, tiny S's, and it's spelled E S S E S. Okay, see, I thought it was tiny S S, but S's makes more sense on yeah. their website. No, I think you're I right. made sense of it by going to their website at prairieales.com to get clarification to make sure. That makes more sense. Yeah, but it's a sour ale with rainbow chewy candy. And it says our most highly anticipated fall release for full distribution. This beer has been an absolute smash hit in the tap room. I want to visit their tap room someday. I do too. It's a sour ale made with rainbow chewy candy. It's very delightful and perhaps our highest rated sour ale ever. And it comes in 5.9 ABV. Now, when you say tiny or when you say rainbow chewy you know what Candy. I'm talking about. We all know what I'm talking about. Not a sponsor of the show. And apparently not affiliated with Prairie. With Prairie, but I believe they're referring to Skittles. And I we asked what this was all about. And our server slash beer tenders said it's just it's like Skittles. It's just like Skittles in liquid form. And and you're a Skittles fan. I am. <laughs> when I go to a movie, I I am a child who, at heart, when I was a kid growing up, that's what my mom did, would t- take me to a movie, and I would love that. And we would get popcorn and candy, and it would be, it's very childhood. It's very, I have very positive and happy memories associated with that. Mm-hmm. I would either get sweet tarts or Skittles. Hey, nothing wrong with Skittles. Love me some Skittles. And this may be wrong to have the popcorn and the Skittles together. Ooh. The sweet and salty? They're, no, I, no. I've never done that, but there's a camp out there that loves their snow caps poured right into their popcorn. Oh, so I don't that know about sweet that. and salty thing. I haven't tried totally that. Totally get that. I have not tried that. However, 
I can tell you that the sweet candy and the salty popcorn, it's not like they're mixed together, but to have them together, the sweet and the salty. Mm. So this is why I wanted to try. The, this is my long story about why I wanted to have this beer. Well, what I most this remember, you asked him to taste it. Yes. And you're like, you took a sip and you're like, oh yeah, I'll do one of those. Uh-huh. Hundred percent. Not typically a style I would order, but it just took me right back to childhood and that movie experience and was a hazy, just like yours, mm -hmm. but a hazy raspberry color. And I just, it was just like liquid Skittles in a glass. I don't know how else to say, but it's not... The body is not like a dessert. No, body. lighter in body and not mm -hmm. a sweet. No, no. It's like the essence of the Skittles in a drinkable form that you could have a couple of these. Oh, yeah. At 5.9? Yeah. Yeah, with your sandwich or your salad or anything else on the menu there because they did have macaroni and cheese dishes. They had wings. They had some traditional appetizers there. And I think that this would pair nicely with... A couple of things on their menu. Yeah, without a doubt. So I really like this. And I like that they had endless beer styles and varieties from Tampa, from, well, from Tampa, the Florida area, and throughout the country to try. Because Prairie is not a Florida brewery. No. No. Like I said, they do have some items that are craft, but Oklahoma City yeah, they're, they're also is where their taproom is popular, and Prairie is popular. You can get it, and they're distributed nationwide. Mm -hmm. from what I understand that's Oklahoma, and we're here, so it's. I highly recommend anything from Prairie. I'm right there with you, hundred percent. They, they do an amazing job. Everything that we've had, and I loved uh, with your beer. I didn't have nearly as much as you did. I just had a little sip, but what. I was really shocked. I had by. a glass. You said I didn't have nearly as much. I had a a glass of it. Yeah, I had like a sip of the taste. Though. Yes, and but the on the nose immediately it smelled like when you open a bag of Skittles. It, yeah, and the flavor carried ah! through. I thought it, it was really cool. It was so good. I really like that that pint the pint and brew the pint and brew at thepintandbrew.com. That you could have so much choice on their tap list. And it was nice because it was, it's right across the street from a Hilton in downtown Tampa where we typically stay for races like Gasparilla or over, stay overnight when we're visiting family in town. Mm -hmm. It's so you can walk and you can walk 10 steps across the street have a great meal, try a few different beers and still be responsible and just, you don't have to drive. You can just take the 10 steps back over to your hotel and it's just right there. Yeah, absolutely. Great location, amazing food and a wonderful selection of rotating crafts on tap. Mm -hmm. com. Yeah. And we will have a link to them in the show notes. That, ladies and gentlemen, 
is going to do it for this week's episode <laughs> of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I believe yeah. we are going to be training again next week, but we we may have something special lined up if everything pans out. So Hopefully. stay tuned yeah. for that. In the meantime, we know that back-to-school shopping is still underway, and a lot of you are beginning your pre-holiday shopping. So do us a mm. favor. If you're doing that and you're purchasing anything from Amazon, go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon and use our affiliate link. No additional cost to you. All of your purchases that are eligible will support the show. And it's just one extra click for you. And it does a ton of good for helping us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. runeatdrink.net slash Amazon. Thank you so much for listening to the show. For joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I am your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.